Welcome back to the Section K Podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 25th. On today's show, we have a little roundtable discussion, kind of mailbag episode for you. We discuss all the emails and all the Facebook comments and all the text messages of people's favorite horses that we had submitted. Talk a little bit about Colburn's visit to Brazos Valley Stallion Station this past weekend. And then we also talk about some of our favorite summertime activities to participate in with a little bit of spare time in the afternoons getting started earlier during these summer months. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. We appreciate it. Shout out NCHA Western Nationals just getting started in Denver, Colorado. I know that just got rolling here this past weekend. They had the youth and had the 25 novice finals. Big shout-out Mike Wood from Arizona. Went over the $2 million mark with his first and second finish aboard Peep Toes Cat for Christine King, and he was reserve on Little Jackson Cat for Don Chapman. So congratulations to the Wood Hood and Mike Wood going over $2 million. I know it's been a lot of time and a lot of hard work put into. A lot of miles. Yeah, tons of of miles. miles put into that feat and that accomplishment. So congratulations to Mike and the Woodhood. So big shout out to everyone that's at the Western Nationals. CBL, you went to Denver last year. You were saying that's a pretty good show, pretty fun place to go show, isn't it? Yeah, so last year I went with Dan the Man Pearson and Carson Pearson. And uh, Carson ended up winning either the 25 novice non-pro or the five novice non-pro i can't remember which one and i made the finals in one of uh those classes as well and so we we had a so dan was in charge of getting us our room and it ended up being a one king size bed in it and then carson and i had cots and we had no room to walk at all or anything but i will say the the show uh, to be at a show in the summer and not be sweating walking on the asphalt is awesome. That's a it blessing. Is, yeah, it is so good. And I mean, Colorado, uh, for cutting in the summer, I think is a place that, uh, needs to be looked at a lot because the weather is so nice up there. Well, it seems already like it's a pretty popular place for, I mean, some people just skip out on the derby completely or part of it to go. What are the shows? Crested Butte and Westcliff and uh, Ignacia. I yeah, think couple and of I've the been, other. I've been to Westcliff before, and that is an awesome place where it's located, and it's a great show. I, that's been several years ago, but uh, that's an awesome show. Well, for you, Colburn, I mean, going to Colorado, I mean, it's pretty much the same distance, if not closer, to go show up there than it is to to come down this way. So I guess yeah, you're kind it's of gotta... actually. It's actually a little closer to Denver than it is to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, or Will Rogers Coliseum. That's crazy to think God, about. God, Texas is big. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. crazy to think about. But yeah, no, in the junior youth, Aiden Bernhagen marked 217 to win the junior youth. And in the senior youth, there was Badass Cat and Colt Moore marked to 221 to pick up the senior youth championship. So congratulations to those winners so far at the Western Nationals in Denver, Colorado. Speaking of the NCHA Western Nationals, we interrupt today's episode to give a special shout-out to Logan Jenkins and Running Horse Feeds, who have been instrumental in supporting CHC 
and this segment of today's Section K podcast. Running Horse Feeds matches the correct feed to the right stage of your horse's activity level. Whether it's breeding, competition, pleasure, or retirement, Running Horse Feeds has the balanced nutrition necessary to help keep your horse in the best shape possible. The Running Horse Feeds and Treat line are 100% extruded, which means the feed is actually cooked under pressure at high temperatures for a short period of time to make the feed more easily digested and make certain nutrients more available to the horse. See why some of the top cutting horse trainers, like Kenny Platt, choose running horse feeds for their training program. Watch for Kenny's horses at the NCHA Western Nationals this week in Denver, Colorado, and see for yourself how good they look and how good they perform. The future of horse feed is here. Check out www.runninghorsefeeds.com to see more. Well, it was a fun week on social media, fun week getting emails, text messages about people's favorite horses. I, I don't even know where to start with this list of horses and the list of people that sent us emails and texted me their favorite list of horses. We got tons of great horses sent to us. What were some of y'all's thoughts about some of the lists we had sent to us? Man, when you just look at all those great horses in the list, I mean... You see a lot of common ones, and it makes you think, man, to limit a list to top four is not even doing the cutting horse industry any kind of justice because for so many of these people, I mean, you you can't just think of four horses that were your favorite or that you always liked watching show or whatever, especially like we got a lot of weekend horses on there. I mean, that's because we saw them show every single weekend. It was just one after another, good run after good run, good run. And uh, I don't know, it was pretty cool. Um, some of the ones that I thought, wow, I can't believe I left this horse off my list. One would have been third cutting. I think how many championships did he win in, in the Coliseum? I don't know. Won the Super Stakes multiple times. Yeah, and so many good runs. I remember the Super Stakes um, in 2009. Third cutting marked a 228 and a half. Don't look twice marked a 228. And metallic cap marked a 225. And That's it makes bananas. You, and it makes you think, like, you know, 10 years down the road, here we are. And it's like, holy smokes, those horses were all four at the same time. We were we got to watch all three of those horses in a Fort Worth yeah. finals. That's like a transcendent list of horses yeah. when it comes to the it's NCHA. Crazy. And, yeah. and I remember watching that finals and – and don't look twice and third cutting had a lot of back and forth throughout the years, especially at Will Rogers. And it's like a rivalry. Yeah, it was. And that's I mean, when they retired lipstick and they bred her to third cutting, that's why they called the baby rival attraction. And but I remember that year though, those three horses went up and down the road. They went to Fort Klamath, they went to Canada for I think they went to Canada, but they were hauling for horse of the year, and all three of those horses were battling it out that year. And, I mean, just thinking about those years when there was that many good horses, and it's just like, holy smokes. I think it might have been the next year at the Super Stakes or maybe at the Derby. It was one of the Derbies or the Super Stakes, obviously, but the Don't Look Twice and Third Cutting tied, and I think they both marked 228s or 229s. I think and, that's right. And – it was it was just a cool rivalry, like you said, CBL, to sit and watch 
that go back and forth and back and forth and just to see two great horses in one yeah. final oh three great horses and there's so many finals that we probably don't even think about fraternity finals or something like that where there was just so many horses that come out of those classes and we don't even realize later on that they were even the same age and they were all competing at the same time yeah and you know uh third cutting in boyd rice that that duo right there that was unbelievable i mean that it seemed like every time boyd had absolutely no fear in anything he just i mean he 100 percent knew that that horse every single time was going out in there to win and you you i mean you could tell them boyd i mean he's on a mission to win and he got it done and that horse was just out of this world he he's he's one of those horses that when you talk about all this stuff there's very few that you can even compare to him yeah, I remember reading an article when Boyd won the Super Stakes, I believe, on him. And the art and in the article Boyd said I was going down there to win. And he was talking about the third cow cuz the first two cows had been so amazing and he had turned around to chip that third cow and it was right there on top and he knew his horse was out of gas, but he also knew that, that horse was going to try his guts out cuz he did every single time. And then he marked a two twenty eight and a half and beat the show record for the for the super stakes, um, beating Chiquita Pistol and and missing cash. And and I, I just remember reading that and thinking, Wow. Like he went down there to win knowing he could on that horse. And I always thought that was something really cool. Yeah, another horse that I couldn't believe that I had not really forgotten about, but one run specifically that Tatum Rice, our good friend brought to light, picked up the phone after he listened to the show last week and called me and mentioned that one of his favorite runs was Sister CD, not with Skip, not with Elizabeth, but with Kay Parker and the senior youth at the 2009 NYCHA scholarship cutting. And like he said, he'll never forget that first cow, just how hard it tried her. And then, I mean, Sister CD all but form tackled this that yellow first cow, cow to keep it from getting oh, back to man. the herd. I was and there. I, I'll never forget yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that was right when I started showing. It's probably one of the first youth shows I've ever ended. I remember sticking around and watching watching the youth finals because it took like a 221 to make the senior youth finals or something crazy that, that year, like it always seems to. And yeah, no, I just remember everyone screaming and that horse. I mean, it didn't matter who was on his back. I mean, he gave it his all and was electric every time he went to the herd. So I thought, I mean, we got tons of more messages and, and comments on Facebook of people saying sister CD, but I couldn't believe that we had, had let that left that one off the list. Absolutely. I I'll never forget that run. Uh, I might've been in those youth finals. I might not have been, I can't remember, but probably holy, so. holy smokes, man. I remember watching that. Well, and I remember beforehand, and we all knew that Sister CD was going to get shown in the youth, but we didn't. Kay Parker wasn't a girl that was out in and Texas nobody showing. Nobody knew. I mean, we didn't really know her out she here in Texas. Or, a bunch, yeah. yeah, she stayed out on the East Coast and, and showed it in South Carolina and those cuttings over there. And, and we didn't really know who she was, but we all heard that Sister CD was going to get shown in the youth. And so all of us youth kids were like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Well, she did show the shit out of Sister CD in Absolutely. the finals that year. Yeah, and then that first cow, I mean, that horse is spot on. 
never takes a foot out of place. And that cow was trying to do everything it could to get by Sister CD. And he just basically just said, nope, not today, and blocked that cow. And it was just unbelievable. And Sister CD goes maybe just as close as what I said with third cutting. I mean, golly. I mean, you can't even. You I can't, can't teach even, those things. No, like, and I can't even fathom winning as much as those horses did. One horse winning all that money. Didn't Sister CD get in like the seven hundred thousand range? Or, I think it might have been nine hundred. Was it really? That's insane mm-hmm. to like fathom a horse winning that much money. That's insane. I know Skip and Elizabeth and Paul Hansma all love that horse, and I don't know where he is now, but. Probably I'm sure, in a pasture yeah, somewhere. Being eating. taken, eating a ton of cookies and enjoying a lot of green grass. Because he deserves it. Yeah. 833,000. That's crazy. And that's just NCHA. There might even be more on the Equistat. That is what you would say bananas for. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's so, like you guys said, it's so hard to 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 pick out i mean there's obvious ones that is no-brainers that were so good uh there's another one of boyd's that i just those world finals with this horse it was just unreal every single time and that was cr sunrays yep. that roan mare was so freaking unbelievable in those finals it i, I it was like back-to-back years maybe that that she went in there and just absolutely dominated I mean, you, every single run, you, I mean, everybody's watching because they know that she's about to put on a show and Boyd's going to do the best he can to put on the show. Well, like Tatum said in his interview, winning all four rounds of the world finals, that's not some, that's not just like marking 21s. No. You're marking 28s or higher. Yeah. In the the water arena. And I remember being in there for those world finals one or two nights and it was that mare in that arena. I mean, you couldn't beat her. Dude, it can get rank in the, <laughs> when it comes to the water the livestock. Yeah, yeah. I'm just and the quality a, of horses that I've get never step been in that in pen. the world finals, but I've watched ton of. I mean, even go rounds in the like it can get. Yeah, every show that's over there, it gets tough. Yeah, scores, cattle, horses, all the above. Uh, another one that we didn't say, but is an amazing horse is Special New Baby. Uh. We've talked about her on the previous podcast, uh, or more so our guests have, the trainers have talked about how awesome she was. So I think that says enough uh, for itself is that other trainers, that's a horse that they remember being really good. Yeah, shout out special new baby made an appearance in Paramount Network's Yellowstone. I don't know if I'm sure most of the people listening Watch Yellowstone. Um, they showed a little tidbit of her run at Rancho. Video West um, was the producer of that run. Big shout out to Ted Pettit and those guys for being on Yellowstone. So pretty cool to see the NCHA and special new baby on Yellowstone CBL. Yeah. Make and an how, on the how about screen. the decal that I seen on yeah. the clip that is on there? There's a belt buckle. Um, Gage Wells posted on Facebook the belt buckle and the decal in the background. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's cool that's that the NCHA is. Yeah, they got some ties, ties with the Paramount Network and Yellowstone. So, 
I think we'll we'll be having some Yellowstone conversations as the season and uh, the show kind of gets gets heated up here here this summer. So look for some of that. But yeah, no, that run at Rancho of Special New Babies is, I mean, one of my run, one of my favorite runs of all time. I think a lot of people have said that that we've had on the show. So yeah, I, I wish I was we left her out there live to watch that run. Speaking of leaving out, I mean, we left out one of the greatest mayors of our generation winning the triple crown the only triple crown that we've seen in the past 30 years chiquita pistol she was yeah. the one that a lot of people talked yeah, about tatum said her too yeah matt miller said her and, and, she, and she was on a bunch of those lists on there and she's been mentioned a lot by the trainers as well it uh, that's i mean for me that is just pushing the time where i don't really remember just a whole lot and that'll maybe feel make some people feel a little old but I mean, I, I know that she's an awesome horse, and but I just don't, I don't know that much about her other than the stories. And I mean, the stories will go on forever. There's never, there's never been a time where someone's not talking about that mare. See, I'm the same way. And I mean, I wasn't even into cutting. I didn't even know what cutting was whenever Chiquita Pistol was, was cracking the show pin. So, I mean, just to hear Bo and Wesley and Lloyd and, I mean, just the people that are at the top of the sport talk about her. And, I mean, I don't even know if there's really many YouTube videos. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was thinking about this and, and going through and, and watching a lot or trying to look for a bunch of videos on these horses and stuff. And and that's, I mean, I found the Sister CD one that way. And and that's that's one thing that I thought about. Man, that's sad because there's so many good horses that I remember, you know, hauling – on the West Coast before I could even drive and watching so many good horses. Jacob Haddon, he brought up a couple of West Coast horses, but it got me thinking even some West Coast ones before YouTube or taking videos on your phone or uploading your videos to the internet was a, a thing. And I'm like, man, just think if we had all those videos of all those horses and there were some amazing horses that we won't ever, that will be get forgotten about just because they, don't have videos of them well, yeah just yeah. crossing over kind of from the vhs kind of cassette days to the digital age is kind of crazy to think about but that's kind of that kind of is the time frame of whenever a lot of these video producers and and people that covered the shows kind of were switching over to youtube and i mean now it seems like carly clearman and some of those uh, the video west i know they stick with all youtube and vimeo so We'll get to see runs like of Metallic Rebel, who was mentioned tons by Brandon Westfall, a couple of other people um, that he was their favorite. Matt Anderson also mentioned Metallic Rebel, but we'll always be able to see videos of horses like that. I'll tell you another horse that I wish there was more videos of is Special New Kitty. Uh, yeah. Tons of people remember her, and she was kind of, I think she was in the world finals one of the first, and RL was showing her one of the first years that uh, I was I was showing her. I just remember how low she got. It was like she was like on her knees the entire time she was cutting. Like that's all, is like her belly and her just crawling around, going wherever she wanted, whenever she wanted to stop that cow. So yeah. shout out Justin Richardson. He uh, brought to light um, Special New Kitty to me. Also shout out Al Pacino. I thought that was another another good one that was on the list in open derby or super or open summer spectacular classic challenge champion with Paul Hansman in the saddle. So there's a Facebook group that is called NCHA memories. And 
there is a lot of older uh, stuff that gets posted on there, like well, well before 2000. And there is randomly there's some runs that pop up on there and whatnot, and it's mainly pictures. But there was a video of Royals Blue Boon on there, and I mean, I don't know if you could compare her. I mean, you could compare her to what some horses look like now. So, and, and, and what I'm saying, what about that is she looked like she was well before her time. Yeah, just way cowy and had a, a a decent enough stop for in at that time i mean but she was so cowy from, from the video uh watching that video i was like golly that's crazy working for phil and marianne for six years i heard people talk about tapolina like that and she was brought up on a couple lists as well and i never got to see her work you know, firsthand or anything like that, but she was one that people talked about, and and I saw videos of her that, I mean, she was just amazing she, the way she'd crawl around and and do stuff. Cody, I think that this was kind of you're obviously a little bit old. I think you're two years older than me. A couple, I think I'm two years older than you. CBL, is that right? I'm 24 years old. That is correct. I saw that work smooth was a horse that was mentioned by. Justin Richardson, as well as our good friend Sherry Graham. Um, can you? I don't know anything about Work Smooth. Could you tell me a little bit about him? Yeah, I was uh, usually behind him in the results portion of whatever <laughs> class we were showing in. I bet you loved that horse back then. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I mean, Cooper and I were good buddies growing up and, and showing in the youth together. And Cooper Cogdell from Tulia, Texas, he showed that horse. That little base on a gun would get around. Yeah, and, and that, Jim Cogdell owned that horse. Yep. Famous Cogdell Ranches. Shania C. I don't know. You might have heard of her. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Work Smooth, him and Cooper were like the dream team. <laughs> they could they could win on a good set of cows or a bad set of cows and hold a good cow or a bad cow and even a bad cow probably better. And So – that horse, I mean, I remember Cooper winning the the Summer Spectacular, the youth cutting one year, marking a 228, and it was just amazing. That horse was stopping so hard and getting around. And, yeah, he, he was one that – one of those, like we talked about on the Facebook post, I mean, there were so many of those youth, youth horses that we got to show when we were kids that were just unreal. This is a little off topic, but – uh, you know, T Cooper Cogdell, Blaze Cogdell, Taryn Rice, Tatum Rice, Austin Blake. Those guys were showing in the youth up here in the Texas Panhandle when I was a wee lad, just barely able to even hold on good enough to stay on top of a horse. Yeah, we've seen that and, picture. And, you know, the, that's funny. And that that picture one day you gotta hear the story behind it. But that picture he is referring, you'll get to see it one day. <laughs> one day. But if you haven't been blessed already it, to see it, it's crazy. Like Tatum and Taryn and Austin and I mean Cooper and Blaze Cogdell, they won all the time. Everything when they were 
when, when they were in the youth. I mean, and Cooper hauled, hauled for the world one year. Blaze won either the junior or senior youth scholarship cutting on Shania C. His uh, first year as a junior. Yeah, I was sec- or I was behind him in the results portion of the the class results a lot too. The, and, and those those two were as as tough of youth showmen riders as as there were, and that, and they were showing against Taryn all the time. So their competition was Taryn Rice and, and Tatum and Austin. That's who uh, Tatum and Austin would have been older older than them. I'm not I'm not sure on Taryn. I think Cooper and Taryn are close to the same age, but uh, those guys. There was no one else winning other than those those guys. I mean, absolutely nobody winning in the youth other in the Texas Panhandle. Taryn Rice, the one-legged bandit on Would You Wanna? That was I remember that run too. I've heard yeah. legends of that. <laughs> the legends are true. So, Cody, where were what uh, what was your thoughts on Taryn showing before he went down there and showed? What were your thoughts going when he was walking to the herd? That he was probably going to fall off, but <laughs> yeah. but that was just because we were kids and and it, like showing with a cast on your leg and a spur duct tape to your cast, you you <laughs> just think like, holy yeah. smokes, like this kid's a year or two older than me and he's going to show with one leg. Yeah, let I, alone I re- kick everybody's ass. <laughs> Yeah, pretty dynamic animal at that too. I I remember like when we got there that people were just saying that Taryn or I knew before that Taryn had broke his foot. And then when we got to the scholarship cutting or to the derby, uh there was people saying, Yeah, he still is gonna show and he's gonna show what you wanna and uh and I was thinking, No way in hell he's gonna and I'm not very old at the time, but I mean, just thinking of myself, uh, there's no way I could show with one stirrup. Anytime my stirrup fell off, I was all I was worried or came, my foot came out of stirrup. All I was worried about is trying to find that stirrup that seemed like it fell off because I couldn't find it. But and and Taryn, like, I mean, he he made it look like uh, so easy. I mean, you wouldn't even have known that he was showing with one stirrup. I'll tell you who else showed up in the Facebook comments with some pretty solid weekend mounts that I remembered whenever I was shown in the youth. The, the little time that I did that was Becca Joe McNerland, formerly Becca Joe Williamson, um, daughter of Joe Howard Williamson and sister to Denver and Jordan. I think everybody remembers those three gals showing up to whether it was Graham or Sweetwater or Silverado, or wherever, wherever, and they were I believe high school finals. Becca, yeah. Becca's a junior world champion. Yeah, world champ. Yeah, but the horses squeaks my alias. That was a getting around sucker, and nothing but a hound dog. I'm pretty sure Elizabeth hauled that horse as well in the youth. So those were two kind of youth legends that Becca Joe commented on the Section K podcast Facebook post. So shout out everyone that that did that. But those two horses kind of caught my eye. Kind of a callback from last episode when we talked about the high school rodeo. Uh, I remember Jordan Williamson winning the high school finals in the girls cutting the same year I did as a freshman on Squeaks My Alias. And I remember uh, that horse was just 
unbelievable every every single time she walked down there and i think denver joe and and joe howard they all showed that horse and he was good for all of them and becca i mean that was one that before just like we said before youtube videos were a thing there's that was one of those horses that and like work smooth and and some of these other ones i mean i'll tell you another topic that i thought was pretty interesting shout out big john for bringing this one to light my father um, he was kind of thinking about horses that were reserved at the fraternity that he just absolutely loved. And the two that he could not stop thinking about. And I remember these are two runs that he just always shows his friends that want to know what cutting is or what cutting is about. And that's desires little Rex at the fraternity and jewel bars cat at the fraternity. I think that jewel bars cat run, I mean, that's one of my favorite runs of all time. I think that's one of just the most perfect just drive up, cut clean, stay in the center of the pen. I mean, just I appeal out the ass. I mean, it was just a stereotypical Ronnie Rice, just quick-footed, pretty, accurate, correct, just awesome run. So I thought that was a pretty pretty good horse to bring up. I always remember remember watching watching that horse at the Yeah, he got beat by the last horse. Yeah, he was the first horse, win. and Craig Thompson was the last horse, and – I remember watching that fraternity finals because that, that first run, I mean, you don't expect a 225 to get laid down. Yeah, you're like just that. getting back from getting some popcorn and, and your a beer. beer. And yeah. like, you're just like, all right, let's get this thing rolling. You're yeah. like, whoa, he just threw a 225 on that the board. That was a good run. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but, yeah, no, Desire's w- Little Rex, that's another one. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't there uh, that year for the finals, but – that I was obsessed with watching that video of Desire's Little Rex because you just do not see a horse stop that hard that many times in a run where it nearly looked like the horse's ass was dragging the ground. And I, I don't know. I, I was I was a big fan of that horse after after watching that run. Yeah, that was well, just the way he would that. like I just remember watching him like he would kind of trot, like th- just watching him read the cow. Like he was reading how, like he was just planning out how hard he was going to go over there and just plant all four of his hooves in the dirt. Like that's what, to me, like it's just like the purest stopping horse of all time. And Bubba would have to had absolutely no fear in all of that because I'm telling you, that horse was stopping so damn hard. Hey man, you just throw a horseshoe in and head on down to the to them herd of bovine and cut you whatever your help's telling you and then zing them over there that's what bubba did i I love that run yeah highbrow cd was another one that was talked about on his list yep that horse was that's and that's another legend in the show pen and now starting to be in the breeding pen one horse that i thought was pretty interesting that our buddy nathan newman sent us an email about was call me mitch because you don't really think about call me mitch being a cutting horse but if you go and watch call me mitch at the world's greatest or whatever the show was that just finished up in paso when he goes to the herd i mean they all but show him like he is a cutting horse i mean the guys philip rawls has shown him at some cuttings and and call me mitch was a horse that had caught my eye. Just one you don't really think about being a cutting horse, but I mean, he he pretty much is in the yeah, way you he watch works him a down cow. There. I, I think Nathan even talked about it in his email that first 
the preliminary round this year at the world's greatest, or maybe it was last year. I think, I, I think it was this year. Yeah. Marked a two twenty five in the prelims had some bad luck in one of the other events of the world's greatest, but I remember watching that run and it looked like he just out there showing in the Will Rogers. Yep. We interrupt this episode of the section K podcast to bring you a brief message from our good friends over at equine extreme performance. EXP offers an all-natural, drug-free supplement built for the equine industry. They have built these products using cutting-edge technology to deliver the highest quality product available to you and your horse. How do they know it's right for your horse? Because EXP was designed by horsemen, and they understand exactly what your horse needs. EXP relates to every aspect of your business, especially the health of your horse. EXP was designed by Hall of Fame cutting horse trainer Matt Miller, who has won over $3.4 million in the cutting horse arena. Visit expequine.com and enter Section K at checkout to receive 10% off your next EXP order. That's promo code Section K to receive 10% off your next order at www.expequine.com. Brandon Westfall sent us another good horse via email that I thought I know we talked about last week was Dual Ray Me. I think that was one of your favorites last week, Colburn. Brandon yeah. actually showed him at the 2010 Youth Show. And, I mean, I couldn't imagine being able to show an open world champion, non-pro world champion, multiple world champion at that in the Youth Show. So I guess that had to have been super cool for Brandon and an, another memorable experience to go along with that open fraternity finals that he made this last year. I think I'm hot at the fraternity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's I, do that. I, face, I Facebook Live two runs at that fraternity, and that was Matt Gaines and Jesse Lennox run. And I only started Facebook Living because I thought they had a chance to win. And uh, Jesse's run, uh, I mean, you can't even necessarily compare – Matt's to Jesse's run just because there was some penalties in, in Jesse's run and whatnot. But uh, that that video that I posted for anything that I've ever posted on Facebook, there was a ton of views on it. But I was sitting right beside Caden during that fraternity, and everybody when Sinka I'm Hot is shown is standing up screaming. And that was... I mean, just give you absolute chills watching that run. Uh, be, I mean, everybody in the building was rooting for that horse because of what that horse was doing to start the runoff. And I mean, obviously, I don't. He didn't even. He didn't mark. But well, what did he? What did he mark? Two oh seven. Yeah, but that horse was just doing freak stuff that you don't get to see very often, and. Everybody loves seeing that stuff that you don't get to see very often, and everybody was rooting him on. Well, and then fast forward a couple years, and now we've seen her win events and and just be unreal and still do that same stuff and just under control. Just yeah, and and seasoned with, and yep, and can handle a cow and and she's one of the great mares now. I can't wait yeah. to see her babies. In the show pen. That should be fun. That should be fun. Big thank you to everyone that sent us a favorite horse. Um, big shout out to Sherry Graham, Brandon Westfall, Mike Wood from Combine, Texas, Big John Rutherford, Deke Dormer, Matt Anderson, Lisa Bankston, 
Nathan Newman, John Ransom. Those were some of those that sent us an email or texted me. And uh, I know, I think Jacob Haddon as well. So shout out to those people that uh, emailed us and everyone on Facebook. I know there was tons of people chiming in. Jordan Thompson, um, Colby Moore, just to name a few. Justin just, Richardson. Yeah, people that that just saw our post and, and wanted, to, wanted to throw their two cents in. We highly encourage that. Um, whatever topic that Matt we, Miller, yeah, we may be discussing. Um, tell us what you think. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us what you think is your favorite horse, or or what your favorite show is, or whatever whatever it is we're talking about. Tell us what you think because it's fun to have have these kind of discussions. So, big shout out to everyone that participated in uh, this kind of roundtable discussion that we had. And thank you for not limiting it to a top four because. Yeah. We enjoyed these long lists of horses that made us reminisce on some of the great runs that we remember growing up in this sport. So. Yeah, and keep them coming because maybe we'll see some that catch our eye, and I mean we'll always make some time to discuss some legendary mounts in this in this industry and in this sport that we think that people should hear about. So keep them coming. We love we love to hear about them. This episode is brought to you by Brazos Valley Stallion Station. The roster of stallions at Brazos Valley Stallion Station located in Stephenville, Texas is shaping the performance horse world with its unique stallions representing the cutting, cow horse roping, and barrel racing industries. The skill and experience of the entire staff in the one-of-a-kind facility provide a vital center to ensure your breeding success. I personally made a trip to BVSS on Saturday with my longtime friend, Leighton Berry, and we were fortunate enough to go down and see all the great stallions with Mr. John Wold. It is mind-blowing to see and know how many legendary studs are standing at BVSS. Like their page on Facebook, Brazos Valley Stallion Station LP. For a complete listing of stallions and more information, visit BrazosValleyStallionStation.com. Yes, CBL, I saw that uh, pretty pretty little Stevie Ray Vaughn baby out of KJ Wilson. You loaded up in the trailer down there at BVSS this weekend. That had to yeah. be fun to pick that one up. Yeah, man, I don't know if I have ever been more excited for the birth of a horse than that colt right there. Dude, it's so fun having babies. So awesome. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I cannot wait to ride that horse, and I have to wait for so long, it feels like. But, you know, going there, uh, John Wold, he took time out of his day to – to show Leighton a bunch of the studs. Leighton's longtime friend of mine grew up with me, uh, knows a lot about cutting or cutting horses through my dad or myself. Big time listener of the podcast. Yes, sends sends a video every week that he's listening to us. But uh, you know, it was cool for me to to see Leighton see all these horse these studs for the first time. He's a he's a huge fan of Mattelis Cat. And I mean, there's we so we got hashtags or John got hashtags out for us, Metellus Cat out for us, and Kit Kat Sugar. And uh, I mean, I guess those three right there, I mean, I would say I have decent connections to just because I mean, hashtags I was there and seen all that. Cody, I mean, Cody and I, our friendship pretty much started with. Cody showed that horse at the fraternity. 
we're back in the loping pin. He's on Mattel's cat, and I'm on the horse I made the fraternity finals on that year, and the non-pro JJ Wilson. And uh, so that that was kind of the start of Cody and I's friendship. Was the year he started riding Mattel's cat, and then uh, Pete Branch has uh, always helped me and motivated me showing. And so I Kit Kat Sugar, I was always a fan of. And then the the coolest thing about all of it was uh i i don't remember metallic cat just a whole lot i mean obviously all the videos but uh just seeing that horse in person it is it's just crazy that 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 amount of quality of horses is in one place i know i'm only mentioning four right here but there's so many so many more there but uh i got to watch metallic cat trot around on the walker having a blast loving life uh but i mean just and all those horses they all are just so good mind he get them out of their stall and they just stand there and show their respect and know that that what they're doing and it's just crazy but i mean i know for leighton it was uh once in a probably felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity for him but i mean for me too uh I mean, I, I, when when John Wool took hashtags out of the stall, I mean, I had chills. I couldn't. I mean, just crazy. From like when I started at, at Tatum's, I just I did not know that much about the horse, and then co- becoming such a big fan of the horse, and then going away, haven't seen him in forever, and he's just he's a pimp. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I I've done all my breeding over at. Brazos Valley Stallion Station the past two years and going over there they make everything so easy the people are great shout out Kevin I hope Kevin's doing good I know he had a little horse accident here kind of the beginning of this spring uh, the beginning of the summer I should say Um, but I mean it's just so clean over there that's one thing I've noticed and every time I've taken a mare and a baby over there they've both come back looking better than when I dropped them off so um, that had to have been been fun to go around and take a look at those three great studs. I know I was happy I got my little metallic rebel stud colt back the other day. So I thought that was it was pretty fun just always to see him come back and see how they've changed and how much better they look. So Yeah. Tell us about the new stallion barn that they're building over there, CBL. Yeah, or so have built. Thank you for reminding me that because I don't know how I could forget it. So they they just remodeled a old broodmare barn if i remember correctly if when it first started but i mean this is i this is as state of the art for breeding studs is there i mean there is it's just all the stalls are are what you would want or what you would think a a big time cutting stud would be and and they they have their own personal walker over there they have a spa over there um i don't don't know what these are called cody you may know the name but the 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 walkers that the treadmill treadmill there you go i don't know why i couldn't think of that because you don't and think then, it's a treadmill because it's for horses not for people. yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a a, a pin that they put that they that John Wold will lunge them around in and and exercise them in too, and you know one other thing is uh, John Wold 
he's loving what he's doing and he's taking that job seriously. Like he, what, I mean, I would have, I mean, sometimes I, I know that they're million dollar horses, but you know, sometimes lunging horses, you kind of get lost into it and, you know, talking to him, he's talking about how smart these, these horses are, uh, while he's lunging them around and, and, uh, talking about which ones are, uh, really are always watching and seeing what the person's doing and it's just that, that was another thing because i mean john wool he i mean he trained horses for years and now he's he's doing something else with horses that i mean i don't know if very many people would ever even think that they would have a job like that and for a guy that trained horses his entire life to to be handling those studs i i don't i think it's a pretty perfect deal yeah, he definitely enjoys his job, that's for sure. And you can tell with the care of those studs when you go over there and yes. see him. So with it being summertime, we know everybody's getting their days rolling a little bit earlier. Fortunately, we haven't had really any triple digits late into the afternoons that we have kind of seen in previous years and in previous summers. But uh, what's one thing that you guys are into doing after you get done working horses at when you start at 4 a.m., I mean, obviously you start, the earlier you start, the more afternoon time and the more lake time or the more whatever well, don't be time. stealing my answer. Yeah, whatever, well, the more whatever time it is you may want want to choose. What, I mean, what do you guys like to do whenever it comes to having a little bit extra time on your hands in the afternoons? Man, the summertime, especially down here in North Texas, is all about getting on that lake or getting on that river in the summertime, man. It's relaxing get your mind off riding horses all day long and it's just go out there hang out with your buds do a little wake surfing listen to tunes on josh drake's boat and uh maybe drink a couple cold beverages some brewskis <laughs> and just hang so, out and that's that's one of my favorite things about summertime so i de- i definitely do not get to do it enough living in the texas panhandle thankfully now there is the Amarillo Sod Poodles in Amarillo, Texas. And uh but ba- going and watching baseball and I like I said I don't get to do it enough but uh I just absolutely love going to the ballpark and watching a 9-inning game and and just the atmosphere that's that you don't get watching it on TV. Uh, is something that I have enjoyed since I was a little kid, and I don't know if that fire will ever stop in me. Go Rockhounds. <laughs> Midland. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, AA affiliate of the Oakland Athletics. They're in the same division as the Sod Poodles. That was the first team I seen the Soddies play was the Rockheads. The Rockhounds. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out Brian Howard. He was uh, – TCU pitcher that uh, took us to Omaha four years in a row. He's one of the rare, rare college baseball players to appear in four consecutive College World Series in all four years that he played at TCU, which is a pretty cool feat. But he's he's like the best pitcher in the in the Texas league right now. So keep an eye out for old long and lanky, big Howie, big game Howie, as we like to call him back in his days at TCU. But for me, I think we all know what yep. I like to do. I like yep. to play golf. That's what I did on Saturday. Actually, 
went and played at the new no free ads, but the Texas Rangers um, just go Rangers established a golf club in uh, in conjunction with the city of Arlington. It's uh, the first MLB branded golf course, and it's Texas Rangers Golf Club right off I thirty in Arlington, and it is a fantastic track. Highly recommend it. Catch me, Mineral Wells Country Club, Canyon West, anywhere. I'll Sugar tee it up tree. anytime. Sugar Tree, I will get pissed at Sugar Tree because that can be a golf course that makes no sense at times. Sometimes I want to know who designed that golf course so I can deck him in the face. I hope the <laughs> designer of that golf course isn't listening to the show. But, I mean, there's just holes on that course that they – have trees that you're like bomb a tee shot and you're just right in the middle of the fairway, but you're right behind a tree. And it's like, Whoa, you should cut that tree down. Like that's not supposed to be there. Like it's I'm in position a, I thought hit your ball around it, man. I mean, yeah, it's what the guy out there told me one day. I was like, dude, that pins on the side of a mountain. That's not right. Like, <laughs> no, You can't do that. But yeah, no Bo Gallion. Speaking of summertime activities, he called me yesterday. They were heading down, heading down to Austin for, a little two-day tournament. Um, Dax was playing in a tournament down at w- Morris Williams, Morris Williamson Golf Course in Austin. I know they were going to go down and test out some new competition, and uh, uh, so good luck to Dax down there playing in, in his little golf tournament in Austin. Yeah, summertime's for vacations, man, and it's uh, it can be a, a slower time for the Cutting Horse family, so. It's good to see everybody getting out and taking vacays or getting out on the lake or taking your kids golfing or well, going to watch important. the Amarillo I mean, sod poodles. I mean, all that stuff. We, we live and breathe these horses 24-7, 365. And, and so it's always good to see the professionals or even people that are in this business to be out enjoying life like normal people because we don't get to do that very often. Yeah, catch us over at the Porterfield Performance Horse Swimming Pool. We'll get some pretty heated games of pool basketball going on over there. I'm actually the only person to defeat Cody Porterfield in a game of horse at his house. So good luck to anybody that uh, gets a shot. I would like to be up for that challenge. Yeah, hey, When man. you were starting that story, I thought you were going to say a game of one-on-one, and I was going to say, yeah, because you cannot get around him. Yeah, no. No, it was <laughs> – it was a game of horse, and I clipped him one day. But, yeah, no, it's super important to kind of do something with your afternoons and take some downtime, do something you enjoy. I mean, I know some of these some of these days can get super hot, and you can kind of feel like you're going crazy with, with the summer heat. So get out, do something fun, and, hey, let us know what it is that you're doing because we're interested in what everyone's up to. So send us an email, comment on our Facebook post, tell us what y'all are up to. Yeah, this week, instead of horses, let's talk about your favorite summertime activity. Get to Away know, uh, from the cutting horses. Yeah, we've talked about enough horses. You heard about them all this whole podcast. so You'll hear them um, every Tuesday. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Section K Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in today. Follow us on Facebook, Section K Podcast, on Instagram, at Section K Podcast. And like I said, shoot us an email if you want to hear anything discussed, if you have any movies. I know Brandon Westfall mentioned My Cousin Vinny. Classic. Great movie. Classic movie. movie. 
if you've seen the, my cousin Vinny, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If but you yeah. haven't seen my cousin Vinny, what, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, look it up. Yeah. So shoot us an email. Tell us what you like to do over the over the summertime during those hot months, and uh, interact with us. So we look forward to seeing you guys down the road. Yeah, and thanks everyone for all the support, and thanks for listening. Y'all all the right. best. See you guys later. Adios. Texas town on a Friday night filled with bathtub drugs and barroom fights. The kids drive out past the hills to make love neath the Marfa lights. Amanda gets off a little bit early and Jerry's waiting for saying, won't you hurry? I got a safe fifth of whiskey. I've been gone three nights and I hope you miss me. Jerry worked in the valley on weekdays, but a minimum wage couldn't please his ways. He loved to booze and he loved to gamble. Amanda loved him even though he was hard to handle. And she worked in a diner owned by her Paul. Jerry spent his off days running in the law. They'd get high and make love till dawn on the runway while the night stars heard their song. Their love would take him so high they'd never worry about the fall. They were running fast to love, but even faster from the hall. While most of the boys were off in them, old Jerry stayed back and tried to work the land. He knew he never had farmer's hands. And soon he had a change in plans, so he bought himself a small prop plane. And he learned how to grow a new type of cane. It didn't make sugar and it didn't need rain. And a lifetime in jail is what it would bring. It was East Alpine down 118, fly low to Coahuila and not be seen. Cash for cargo and then return back to the barn where they'd cook up everything. And Amanda would help him land at night. She'd dance on the runway with a big spotlight. He'd hop off the plane and say we made it all right. Then drop the duffel bag to run and hold her tight. The love would take him so high they never worry about the fall. They were running fast to love, but even faster from the hall. So on a two-day binge, they made their plan And he'd land a night on some private land She flashed the light like times before Coast as clear as one and troubles twice or more and Jerry came in at midnight flying low But no light shined from down below Then a flashing light went on and on Since troubles more than once, Jerry just flew on And his panic went through his mind Saw the sirens crash through the brush line He watched the agents raid from above He knew he still had the cargo But he'd lost his love 
And he thought of how they caught on and found him And he hated himself for keeping Amanda around him To follow her love, she left her past behind Now she'd rot in a cell and Jerry passed the borderline 